Rifling through those long boxes. It's gotta be here, it's gotta be here, it's gotta be here. Aha! Here it is! And bagging those books. I'm out of bags and boards again? Welcome to your home for Star Wars comics. The Cosmic Force Podcast. A Utini Podcast Network production. And now, here are your hosts, Parker Kirk, Caleb Lamanek, and Jacob Bosch. All right, welcome back to the Cosmic Force. Hi, I'm Caleb Blamnack, and I'm taking over producer duties this episode. We currently have a lot going on with our normal hosts, so today I want to make welcome back a very special guest, someone I've been looking forward to spending a lot more time talking with comics here, our one and only Timothy. Tim, how are you doing? What's up? I'm doing very, very well. Thanks for having me on. It is, uh, it's been a minute, way too long. Oh yeah, yeah. You you were uh, you and a couple of the other previous hosts are on our top list of people we want to get back in here. And you know, Jake was moving, and you know, Parker had a couple of our, uh, family stuff come up. So you know, it's a little last minute, but we're going to be a uh, calf back to that dynamic duo here and just get a really good episode in. I think here. So yeah, um, you know, welcome back. And if you're joining us for our very first time. Welcome. And if you're a return viewer, again, welcome. Uh, this uh, show is, of course, the Cosmic Force, where we talk about Star Wars comics. This is our very own specific podcast just for Star Wars comics, but we'll bleed through and talk about a bunch of other things, you know, here, there, and everywhere. So, you know, if you want to, uh, you know, uh, watch us, you know, we're always live on Utini, our YouTube.com slash Utini every other Wednesday, or also wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, you know, StreamYard, anything like that, we'll be able to get you uh, hooked up there. Uh, if you like what you see and want to say thanks, then just head over to our Patreon channel at patreon.com slash Utini for, for as little as $5 a month, you can get exclusive access to the entire YouTube our, and Utini podcast network of shows so uh, we were talking a little bit before the show but like tim what have you been doing it's been like a year since we've been had you on the show here it feels i know i know it's been a minute um not not too much uh at least in the the public space you know, work is hard as as usual um in i've been doing a lot of community work uh like uh utini specifically i guess so kind of revamping our, our patreon a little bit trying to get some more content out um, our Discord has been blowing up. We've got over 2,000 members in there now. So trying to do some things to revamp and keep it going and uh, keep people happy. So that's mostly been my job the last little bit. Exactly. And this will be a shameless plug for both of us since you run the uh, Patreon and I have a Patreon-exclusive show. We should say that. Yeah, dude. You're welcome. I've been producing weekly content for our uh, for our Dice Wars, our role-playing production show there. So we're as of time of recording, we are just about halfway through our second season of recording. So that should be going live here in the next couple of months there. Oh man, it's been so fun. I, I haven't, I'm not all the way caught up yet. I think I've gotten through the first two or three episodes. Okay. And uh, it is, y'all are just, I don't know, it's so fun. And, and getting to, getting to learn how it works alongside y'all. And the, I don't know, it's just, you, you did a great job with that, man. Thank you. Thank you. Like I, we were actually, uh, we just recorded the last episode yesterday and we were talking about what's going live right now. Cause again, this, it's a couple months removed. And I think the episode that just went live is episode four or five. I think that's like all of our, we agree kind of, uh, after this was all wrapped up as everyone's favorite episode, you know, nice. not to spoil anything, but it's essentially the, um, 
the uh the, the scene from episode four where uh, han solo and the uh, the group uh, escapes the death star and you know there's tie fighters on that tail that's essentially that entire like action scene just you know over instead of being a cool three minute like super cut of like really nice action it's over two hours so if you want to see a oh lot more pretty and just like you know the moment to moment decision making it's great it's a dogfight through an asteroid belt it's going to be a lot of fun so no no um you know patreon hit us up you know uh, for just as little as five dollars a month you can just get access to everything download it all listen to it up get you know what else does patrons get you get explosive uh, uh discord right yeah, there's so many things, uh, some extra channels in Discord, um, and mostly it's behind the scenes content and exclusive stuff. So you get to watch the um, Utini documentary that the Living Force hosts and I filmed, um, I guess January of last year. Um, Jared, you get to watch him build his Yavin base room. And there's actually, uh, I guess I can spoil this. I think by the time this episode releases, we may have already recorded it. Uh, Jared, Trevor, Jose, Oz and I um, are getting together to record a very special roundtable on the Servants of the Empire Young Reader se- book series. It Wait. it is this is insane. It's Jason Fry is the author, and he wrote it. It's like a tie-in to Rebels, but it's it's oh. better, and it's it's just it's so good. And uh, anyways, something happened. We, you'll get all this in the episode eventually for patrons. Uh, but uh, we all have been talking about it and decided, you know what? Let's just have some absolute chaos, get together <laughs> and and talk about this four book series. So uh, that's happening. So you get stuff like that exclusive on Patreon as well. So absolutely. So no, we got to, you know, it, it's always great there. And I always forget is is I, I don't as much as I do love our show is, is uh star Wars archives. Is that a Patreon exclusive show? So uh, they get it uh, t- uh, two weeks early. Um, two so weeks essentially early. Uh, a new episode will drop on Patreon. And then two weeks later, it's public release to everybody. So you get ex- access to, is it, is it wrong for me to say it's our best show? Listen, I'm going to be honest with you. It, they are, they're so good. They, they have incredible interviews. Um, I mean, they just got a big one. I don't want to spoil anything, but they just pulled off one of the most insane guests. I, I never saw it coming. Uh, yeah, it's, it's hilarious. It's funny. It's irreverent. Uh, and it is deep, deep down the rabbit hole of Star Wars content. So, um, 10 out of 10, check it out. (laughs) Star Wars archives. You won't believe secret guest number seven. Uh, pay to see or pay Incredible. to see early so no no that's exciting i'm glad that we're busy with that and we got a lot of uh exciting things for the utini pipeline here so you know you know I, I will say you know we just um let's talk a little bit about what you've been reading it's been a long time since we caught up on ears like you know during this uh, downtime have you like absorbed as much star wars con comics to get ready for this or like what else are you reading now yeah pretty much man um especially once once parker kind of gave me the tap that uh we were gonna be talking about dark droids one i could not say yes fast enough mm-hmm. um and two so so i re-binged some uh han solo and chewbacca um yes. i kind of sped through hidden empire again got the revelations one shot in um so yeah i've i've been 
and I've been staying up to date on pretty much everything. Uh, I still have no real idea what's happening in bounty hunters. Um, and I'm reading it all. I just, it's a lot, <laughs> but everything else has been killer, especially the new star Wars stuff. Uh, the star Wars mainline run, um, and the journey that Luke is going on and has just came out of and Afra's involved and that whole, I'm just like, what is this is Charles soul is on another level right now. He's like, and we're about to see how it goes on. Cause you know, we're talking about dark droids here, which will be like his fourth major crossover in as many, in as many uh, seasons, it feels like. So yeah, you know, we're, we're in for a, like, you know, I th- I'm really excited. I think I did like what they did with war of the bounty hunters and also crimson empire, but I'm really excited. I feel like dark droids is going to be, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm just kind of excited about the crazy things that they're going on here. Just as a quick yeah. update on me here, I will say this is, a little off topic but i did finally finish uh the third thrawn book thrawn uh treason nice um yeah it's it it was good it was good like i feel like i was talking with uh g and some of our our team members just yesterday about it i feel like i liked the first one of the trilogy way more than the second two sure and i feel like I, i the way she put it it was like it's more character focused and plot focused and i i think i appreciate that because i feel like I like seeing character arcs in like our at least growth, you know, in the first Thrawn book, yeah. we saw him like bust down to like a Lieutenant and the thing and get to the grand animal uh, status, you know, yeah. and then the book three, it's like, he starts as a grand admiral and ends at a grand admiral. So it's, I feel like there wasn't as much like growth there. I feel like it was, there wasn't enough happening, at least compared to the first book. Like the first book has such a massive amount of going on, you know, it takes place over right. years. Well, this one, it takes place in like less than a week. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I agree with that. Um, I enjoy uh, both alliances and treason, I think more than most people in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's, it's really hard to touch that first book. I mean, it, one being the first canon Thrawn book, you know, since Legends. And so there's a lot of weight already there, but then you get to see the story that was never really told to begin with. Um, I mean, Zahn just killed it. So Exactly. And it's kind of weird ping-ponging because I am with my wife re-watching through Rebels. I'm showing her Rebels and yeah. Ahsoka's coming out, you know, Rebel Season 5. You know, it's going to be exciting. But it's also like a there's a very different like thing between like Rebels of Thrawn and like the book Thrawn. Like mm-hmm. book Thrawn is actually like a really, I want to say he's a, He's kind of a good guy. I don't think he's doing. He's, he's, he's more sympathetic. He definitely yeah. doesn't do anything like as blatantly evil as you see him do sometimes in the show. Sure, so it's like yeah. it'll be interesting because, like, when we see him in live action, like, what version are we going to see? Are we going to see sympathetic, interesting, like reserved Thrawn, or is actually like you know supervillain Thrawn? Yeah, sure, absolutely. So yeah, no, that's uh that's exciting here. So um, you know, now that we've binged all of our our uh, peas and carrots, let's get into tonight's dessert here, which is again our main topic, which is uh dark droids. The um it, the um hang on, let me get this uh, lined up here. It's going to be the next, as we mentioned, uh crossover. It's going to be a pretty major event here. Uh, this was part one. It's called the scourge of the droids. So uh, what was the, uh, the uh, creative team here um, was, as we mentioned, written by Charles soul, the man, you know, who's 
you know, the Dave Filoni of the uh, comics industry here. <laughs> yeah. Carrying the entire thing on his back. Uh, art by Luke Ross, colors by Alex Sinclair, and lettered by Travis's by VCs Travis Lanham. Uh, you know, it's um, this is going to be part one of I think five. There's going to be a bunch of uh, extra, um, you know, tie-in novels. It's going to tie into all the uh, the various options and all the various um, runs here. So you know, we'll see, you'll have to see how it goes off in both Star Wars, Afra, Bounty Hunters, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Plus, there's going to be like a D Squad reboot here. So there's going to be you know. You know, Dark Droids, uh, D Squad. It's it's going to be uh, very interesting to see how this whole thing uh, ties together. So, yeah. Every time um, I think that we're at the the end, like coming up to the end of the Empire kind of era, going into Return of the Jedi. Every time I think we're there, I'm like, oh, we have what, <laughs> like another year of of content. That's exactly wild. like it, it's always fascinating because, like, I you know, back when we first started talking about this, and they first teased like the ending, like a lot of people, I was with in the group of i didn't want this series to end i wanted this to go like 75 issues like the first star wars uh you know star wars 15 run yeah. did but now that we're getting there it's like wow this is like 20 we're on the eve of 2024 like we've been going for a ton of issues here so who knows how much longer we have um you feel like you know he's got his green kyber crystal like we're really uh setting ourselves up for uh you know, who knows what will happen post uh post revenge or uh, return of the jedi uh timeline here yeah yeah it's been crazy but uh i guess we can go ahead and get into this issue huh absolutely yeah so uh we'll get a little recap here so uh, let's go ahead and get into that yeah sure so all right in case you don't know dark droids is the latest crossover series from charles soul so this is primarily going to focus on the eternal spark taking over droids and creating an evil mastermind so we start this off at the maxine station um, which last held host to the death of kira's crimson empire and now the empire imperial empire uh, is cleaning up the wreckage but in the scraps, a dangerous device awaits. In the battle, the Spark Eternal, a dangerous AI tech weapon from Dr. Aphra's run, um, was set free and it merged with a trap left by the Emperor, creating something wholly unexpected. A device that can clone its will to any droid it comes across. Slowly, it infiltrates an Imperial Star Destroyer, overwhelms the internal overrides, kills every organic life form, raiding the Imperial databanks. This thing is insane, y'all. Uh, the Scourge unleashed his agents all across the galaxy, including the hidden Rebel fleet. But another droid faction, led by Ajax Sigma, um, has created a... Who, you know, he did the whole create a society kind of thing um, about leaving free from his masters. Um, he puts aside his peaceful nature, maybe, to try and stop this threat to human-cyborg relations. So we get what? Ajax Sigma going up against Spark Eternal is where this thing's going. Like, it certainly seems that way. Like, you know, I'm not... It, it's kind of fascinating that we're going... We're creating, like, this brand new, uh, like, supervillain here, for lack of a better term. Very, very Ultron-esque, very, like... um almost slasher movie here and against like the a character that we know almost nothing about an ajax sigma so you know uh it's going to be fascinating to see like what this uh all comes out and how who's you know like i'm assuming that that luke and everyone's going to live here but is it, it is kind of like a very interesting like i feel like we saw this sort of thing um 
with the Crimson Empire. Like, you know, we never know who's a Crimson agent now yeah, you know, was sure. hiding in the Empire. But now we see something similar with, uh, you know, we got these droids that are slowly being uh, taken over. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, man versus uh, droid here. So we know that anyone who's uh, who's potentially uh, dangerous can be uh, might just become uh, the next uh, villain of the piece here. Yeah, it was is really interesting because I think in the the Revelations comic, you know, we saw Ajax, and we may talk about this more later, but we kind of saw him leading a, a droid revolution, and we were like, oh, he's going to be the villain, and then we get, yeah, uh, Spark Eternal kind of taken over as Scourge or whatever, and I'm like, we having a, a villain v villain is, you know, what is what is happening. <laughs> Exactly. Like, you know, well, let, let's get a little bit more into yeah. like, maybe the villain here, the Scourge. Like, you know, we've gone through a lot of horror elements recently with like the Vader, dark, black and red or, you know, white, black and red here. But this is like some really like horrifying stuff here. Like, you know, there's like the entire middle part of this whole section here is, um, you know, uh, droids versus like their uh, their masters here. You know, they got them like venting, you know, entire hangar base out into the ocean, down to the uh, the the vastness of space, you know, medical droids chopping people up. Like it's mean. I'm like, what? Like, this was not what I, when I thought like, uh, when I opened my star Wars comic, this was not what I was looking, I uh, thought I was going to see here, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, this whole issue kind of gave me like a, I, I'm a bit of a DC fanboy myself. I, I, it's been a while since I've read any of the major events, but it, it has like strong DC event, like brutal massacre. People are going to die. <laughs> and it just has like this weightiness to it. Like it feels like, like an event and the whole, you know, uh, culture environment, the whole vibe of what, kind of star wars is it feels like it's changing that i like that a lot like i like what the, the way you put it it's like there's like weight to it like you know I, it you know there's a lot of what we saw camp similar things again with the previous crossover with the crimson empire with a lot of like personal betrayals but i don't know just like dedicating an entire like 12 14 pages of just like watching droids kill organics time after time it's like ooh, this is going to be really nasty if this really mm-hmm. gets out well, one of the things you mentioned, you know, about Thrawn and that that first Thrawn book was seeing that character progression. Um, and, you know, he starts off like a lieutenant and ends up as a grand admiral. The opening page of this arc, like you see the spark slash yeah scourge like become sentient in a way mm-hmm. um, and like really kind of understand that. And you're like, oh, this is happening in real time. This is not good. And so with every little thing that you read, there's just this building kind of foreboding uh it, it reminded me a lot of yeah ultron coming to life uh in in avengers it reminded me of dr manhattan um mm. from the uh, uh from the watchman uh, watchman comics yeah. yeah like that kind of this is an all-powerful being speaking himself into existence that's what it feels like that's yeah that's kind of a fascinating way of uh of putting that like and that's one thing that, you know, I, I have a question here is like, we don't really know what his end goal is. Like, is he going to try to just take over every single droid and kill everyone else? Is he just going to try to flip the script and make, you know, droids the dominant life form and organics beneath it? Is he just, you know, it, does he just want to gain personal power? Like, what do we think this, uh, this scourge, this spark eternal is trying to do? I don't know, man. I mean, my, my first, my first thought is really just self-preservation. 
Um, I mean, it's, it's been a long, it's been around for a long time. Um, and so I, I could see a, I think it talks about it, that they've, it started off, uh, kind of being embodied within humans and this is kind of new. And so, I'm, I, I don't know, it's like a self-preservation slash, control everything but but i think the keeping itself going is the primary primary motive In, interesting so you think that's why they were like he spent so much time like you know he tracked down like the rebel fleet, fleet almost specifically and like um you know sent a mouse droid out so like is he trying to like just seed himself as many places as they can or like if it feels like he you know, since he was able to track down the rebel fleet he has some sort of a uh, idea some sort of mind like something he wants to do yeah, I mean, I mean, the first thing you want to do if you're trying to uh, keep yourself alive and uh, and take over the world is figure out what is what's going on <laughs> in, in the present moment everywhere else. So, you know, if you can get get some uh, your your data from uh, every faction, it gives you a little bit of an upper hand, right? So exactly. So maybe he's you know trying to play both sides, like you know whether the empire or the rebellion succeeds. You know, I'll be on either side. I can you know spread myself. I to uh, each side there so yeah it's it's kind of interesting we've i don't know if you've ever seen like we, we ironically the last time we were actually on a maxine station i just realized this the la- the very first time we saw a maxine station we unleashed a different hive mind the the, the dream gear mm-hmm. and now here we're doing this again and we're unleashing the opposite of it a techno uh, hive mind you can have the detroit uprising I, you know i do you think Charles will like, you know, put that together or do you think it's just like a happy coincidence there? Oh, maybe, maybe. I don't know. That's an excellent, that's an excellent thought. Uh, it makes sense to me. I'm, I'm here for it and get to explore what it, what it means to, to kind of be an unhinged bloodthirsty, you know, information hungry being thing. Yeah. It just, what, <laughs> are we going to hear it say meat, meat over and over again? Like the drink. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it, it, it we don't really see like these sort of like, I will not want to call it like, you know, high sci-fi concepts, but you know, hive minds and like the, these sorts of like things, these, this feels like more of like a hard sci-fi, like a Star Trek. Like you see a yeah. lot of hive minds with like the Borg and Star Trek. That's like a classic villain. Like with Star Wars, you know, it's a lot more pulpy. So, you know, we don't usually think too much about like, what is like the, the point of consciousness and our droids, like sentient or our droids have their own life form sort of thing. Like that's an entire episode of Star Trek. That's several ones with data. So yeah, absolutely. So it's going to be interesting to see how this, um, uh, you know, what, what, what we're planning here with this uh, massive hive mind, but we do have a, you know, speaking of like, you know, sentience, consciousness, all like that. And the very last uh, issue or page here, we, he, we mentioned that he got to the rebel fleet and now we see uh C3PO human cyborg relation has now been overwhelmed with the, uh, with the, uh, with scourge, with a scourge virus. Do you think, you know, like it's it's curious. Like I don't think they're going to like obviously C three PO isn't going to be like killing everyone. So do you think he's just going to be serving as like a um like a double agent, a spy here for um for the uh, scourge, like passing data on, like you know C three PO seems like to be like one of the bottom tier sort of uh, droids I'd want to infect if I was a, a hive mind like that. You know? Yeah, sure. I, yeah, I, I think it's, it's purely information gathering from, from my perspective. Um, I mean, he is, he is the closest confidant of, of the rebel fleet. Um, 
so that that makes a lot of sense to me that he's just just there to to get real time information on on how they're going to move next. Interesting, yeah. Like it, it's fascinating because you know, um, you know, C three PO is like such a it's like one of the last persons you'd ever expect to get evil to get uh to go bad mm-hmm. there. So, like, what other droids like in the very start of this issue, we had a really nice couple spreads of like how droids are seen throughout the galaxy, from like how R two D two is treated by Luke to how his father Vader is treating his uh, battle droids there, which I didn't pick up on. I see see you had a had a note there about those uh training droids. Yeah, the the training droid uh, looks like it came from uh, the Vader Immortal uh, VR series. You you get to practice and train your lightsaber fighting against this droid, and and that's what it looked like to me because uh, it happens on Mustafar. Yeah, that, so I'm, I'm imagining he's in his castle, just kind of hanging out. But let me tell you who I think needs to go evil, if only because they're essentially evil already, even though they're a good guy. And and we saw the back of his mm. dome uh, in one of the panels, and that's that's our our, our lovable war machine chopper. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, I feel like it, it'd be one of those things. Like you know, once he gets affected, it's like oh, I've actually like tamed the beast here. I, he's chopper's going to be way more like it's one. You know, it's going to be that trope of like you know he's way nicer now that he's being mind controlled by an evil uh, you know murderous sentient bot. Maybe, maybe, but I, I, I want to see him go absolutely buck wild <laughs> on anybody oh. and everybody. <laughs> yeah, like Chopper being evil is that would be like a little bit that'd be great there. I kind of want to see R two D two go evil because like R two is he's such a good boy, you know? He's so nice. Yeah. I just it's almost would be sacrilegious to see him go evil, but I can't wait for that emotional gut punch of like Luke, you know, being betrayed by R two at some point, you know. Yeah, I would hate to see it, which is why I have a feeling it'll probably happen. <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, all those poor little astromechs going evil. You know, we also have a couple like, you know, a- along with your chopper pick there that we showed off the, uh, you know, um, Afra's droids, you know, BT and, and triple zero. Again, mm-hmm. a, a sort of thing is like, can they actually get more evil here? Like, you know, you know, who knows what that will look like. Yeah, I have I have no idea. Um, I, I I think it's natural that they're going to end up going even more murderous. And they actually have a pre-existing relationship with the Spark Eternal whenever it was Afra. controlling Afra. So there's a yeah. the, the, they, they could bow to that pretty, pretty easily. Exactly. Now, you know, while we're on the subject of droids, like it's kind of fun in, in Star Wars because they have kind of like shorthand, like depends on how well if you treat a droid well, that probably means you're a good person. So mm-hmm. like, you know, it, it's fun to see like, you know, you know, in the uh, one of the first scenes we see like the poor like uh, Empire Tech, you know, talking to his uh, his uh, battle droid there and you know, being pally with it. You know, it didn't end well for him, unfortunately. So. Like, here's a, just a kind of a random side question, Timothy. If you could pull, like, you know, we all know, ask about what lightsaber color you are, you know, what mm-hmm. you know, starship you want. If you could get one droid from Star Wars to be, like, your personal, like, droid, what would it be? Oh, dude. Uh, I got to go with a gong droid, right? <sighs> like, I mean, unlimited I'm, power. If I if I can't choose R2, which I mean, like that that would be my obvious choice. R2 is uh, my my profile on Disney Plus for crying out loud. Um, I mean, then yeah, I think I got to go with a gonk droid. 
if I ever decide to pick up guitar, it's a built-in amp. Um, mm. if, if I need to charge my phone, it's there. It goes gonk all the time. I mean, yeah, that's a, that's a really good good option there. Like, I, like for my actual like personal uses, like as as annoying as it can be, I feel like C three PO would be like my most like. I feel like he'd be kind of nice to like. He would always have my calendar on me. I could get a couple apps mm. on him. He'd be like a walking Alexa, and you know, also like a Google uh, language thing. He could like he speaks six million form billion forms of that communication. Is super helpful. <laughs> like you know, if we if I do manage to make it to uh to uh next celebration in Japan, like you're walking around with your own personal golden translator. Yeah, you're gonna be set, dude. <laughs> exactly. Point. Yeah, that so C3PO, I feel like, would be my personal choice here. So now we do have um speaking of interesting droids here, you know, we we've got a new one here that we haven't really seen before, and that's our uh our droid mastermind of uh of Ajax Sigma. So, you know, he first like was mentioned in a um in the end of like just kind of the uh, whole Han Solo and Chewbacca arc, like that was something mm-hmm. that Jabba the Hutt was specifically looking for. It was he was like a ruined AI that was from like three hundred years ago. I don't. It wasn't shown in that, but I think they have revealed that his uh his droid, you know, three hundred years ago, he had a big droid uprising, killed uh, thousands of people. It was put down by by one of our team's favorite uh Jedi Masters, Loden Greatstorm. Yeah, yeah, that was a, a heck of a heck of a pool. I was glad to see that. So, you know, he got chopped down by that. And now we see him somehow he got uh, resurfaced and readjusted. Uh, and now he runs his own mega church. That's sure what it looks like. I It kind of freaked me out at first, but honestly, I don't know. I kind of dig their vibe. <laughs> like, you know, I guess like 300 years of like sitting there and cooling has kind of uh, mellowed him out out of the murder bot phase and like the, uh, the, the extreme crusader type. Like, you know, where do you see this guy going? Do you think he's going like, has he like put aside his peaceful ways and picking up like something, you know, dramatically? Or do you think he's going to like fully embrace his, you know, his, his kill bot urges here? Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's an excellent question. Cause we've already seen the kind of droid rights conversation go several different ways. Um, at the end of victory's price, I think, uh, alphabet squadron victory's price. I think there was some kind of thing with a a murder bot in Mm. one of the planets that they had kind of crash landed on or something like that. And it kind of tried to take over humans, but loosely, but I don't know. It's kind of weird there. And then we saw L three from solo, obviously, um, just trying to fight for, freedom um just general let you know let me live alongside you and it seemed like ajax was going to be a bit more of uh all humans should die because droids are the best um and i don't know where this is going it seemed interesting because there was like a throwaway line about um whenever he received word i guess that the scourge was spreading. He had thought that there was another droid that might be bringing someone else to them. So it's like, I can't tell if they're trying to stay in their own little commune or if they're like trying well, to bring these trusted other sentient droids into the, I don't know. Yeah. yeah like he was talking about, like, I think my, my favorite character is, is poor little Petor. That was the uh, little mouse droid. And, you know, uh-huh. his, what do you call him? It's like, like his crusader, his big soul and such a tiny body sort of guy. Yes. It's like that, that might be my favorite, like unnamed, like droid now, or barely like, you know, 
physique to your character here is, is Peter the Mouse Droid. So, like, apparently he has agents out there looking for, you know, droids that are trying to break free and have sentience here. So maybe he's operating some sort of underground railroad of, like, droid emancipation here. So it, it seems interesting. Now, you know, like, you know, Timothy, like, do you think you'd go, like, for one Sunday to his church just to see what it's about? Or I don't know. I mean, maybe. I mean, you never know. I'd, I'd give it a shot. It, it seemed like they had a, a pretty good vibe going. They seemed respectful of each other. Um, you know, he, he, he seemed sad that when you know, a lot of sentient and human life die, he's like, that's not good. Yeah. You know, maybe I should become a crusader again. Like there's a cause to get behind. I'm there for that. I also let me just say to you, I think Star Wars comics are at their absolute best when they are off the walls weird and i think Mm. this kind of touches in some like in some of that aspect um like through the star wars mainline 2015 we had a lot of like and a little bit in in the newest high republic run like lots of different force cults and you know all these kind of different crazy outside of the norm characters and and groups and i'm liking that we see this here yeah and Part of the reason why I would like the uh, the uh, seventeen after run and also the twenty twenty after run, but after gets into some weird stuff here, like you know yeah. the Running Man, like running from the law, but being live streamed. Like there's such a there's some like wild stuff going on in Star Wars comics, and I I, I agree with you. Like part of me is like, is he like the comedic relief now? It's like this like we just had like a several like shot not necessarily like he is supposed to be funny but like hey we just had a you know 12 issues of uh our 12 pages of like just extreme like gore and, and robot uprising we need like something a little like weird and almost comedic here and kind of like wow look at this funny droid type i don't know mm-hmm. yeah i don't know and i guess i'm wondering too yeah how do they how do they fight scourge like like what does that process like, look like, I- like? Like I, is, I don't think a droid is a good thing to go like to this uh you know self-replicating droid you know mastermind. Right. So is it is there this weird sentience v sentience thing? Is this like I don't know? And then from Scourge's I guess perspective, is Scourge just the little you know brainiac looking disc that was on the that K two bot, or is it or is it now actually in all of them? So if that bot happened to to be immobilized, does it live on in these other droids? Like, I don't know. Like, is it just like copying the same programming? Is it all going to the central thought? Like, you know, who knows? Yeah. Like, I, I get the feeling just because, you know, this might be a cheap out sort of thing, but because this is Star Wars, it'll make sense that if we blow up the, the central thing, we'll free everyone here. Because, you know, we know that, you know, C-3PO will survive this sort of thing he's not going to be evil forever right. but you know there's um there's some like a lot of unanswered questions of like you know how do you deprogram this can you get rid of these uh, bots here so yeah it's it's exciting so you know any like you know what are you kind of most looking forward to with this uh with this series here Oh man, so much. I mean, it, it feels like, like a good event. Um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm ready for it. I really, really dug the art style, um, from Luke Ross and Alex Sinclair. Um, I thought it was some of the strongest I've seen in star Wars in a while. Um, and I, I love that we'll get a chance to, you know, we saw some B1 battle droids in, in some of those early, uh, early panels. So liking that we're getting some multiple eras represented, you know, with the high Republic as well. So I hope that we mm-hmm. get to see more of those kinds of ties. Um, and I mean, there's a long history to be explored here, apparently. So I'm, I'm really excited about getting more of that. 
Exactly. Like as weird as it sounds, I'm really excited for for D Squad. Like you know, like it, it's you know, if you look at the cover, it's going to have R two D two Chopper, Four Loam, IG eighty eight. Uh, looks like BT and Triple Zero and a pit droid. <laughs> like it's going to be like it, it's. You know, I love it when like Star Wars and like has so many characters. Like you know, like we're going to make a brand new flavor combination of these people here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never, never would have seen that coming. <laughs> that that particular grouping and the fact that, especially that they would come after this first issue hit as hard as it did. Oh man, I'm real excited. Oh yeah, it it's going to be exciting. So yeah, uh, you know, keep hope we'll just uh keep reading this series oh i should also mention that we've had several members on the team read this one here we did mention a lot of like there's some background some i don't want to say baggage but like you know there, there's direct ties to afra the crimson empire mm-hmm. and han solo and chewbacca but if you're interested it so far it doesn't look like you those are required reading yeah i i think this does a good job of explaining everything that you need for the moment um and and as as i think good event series do um which i hope this will be i i think it will explain itself well along the way absolutely so uh if you're feeling like any you know nervousness like getting into a brand new series don't it's great it's it's going to be a lot of fun here so no uh dark droids i think it's amazing i think that we're off to a really great start but you know we'll keep uh tuning in here so we can see how it goes now um Speaking of how things go, that means they have to end. We did talk about it a few issues ago about the last Yoda arc. Did you read Yoda 10 yet? Oh my gosh. Did I read Yoda 10? (laughs) Okay. Yes. This is a bit of a segue here, but like, I feel like, you know, it's not enough to dedicate like entire issue to yet, maybe, but our episode of it, but Yoda 10, we need to, we need to talk about what happened there. Uh, So for those of you who aren't aware, this is just going to be a little, like a little fun little tie in here. Yoda, uh, was has uh, three main arcs, you know, one, two, three, four through six, and then seven and nine, and then we finally got like the capstone issue here. By I think this is Soul again, and it's just um, it was fascinating. It was like really, really good. Yeah. So this one, so it was it was Kevin Scott, um, yeah, Scott, and they this was cool because it acted as so yeah each arc had a different author artists all of that and it was cool that yoda 10 returned to cav because he got to kind of coda his first arc um and so Mm -hmm. if you if you you could read yoda 10 on its own and mostly be fine but if you're if you haven't read any yoda yet read the first three issues and then read yoda 10 for kind of a succinct story yeah it's good. Yeah. Like there, it's yeah. like, you know, not, you know, it can have, it shows Yoda going into the dark side cave on Dagobah and like facing some real literal inner demons. And it's, it's fun to see him like l- take one last like lesson of like, you know, you just have to keep learning, just have to keep trying. And it's, it, it's, it's a lot of good. It's, um, it's kind of, a, it, Yoda might be one of the best like little mini arcs that they have here. Like, you know, like the 10 issues of uh, Hansel and Chewbacca were good, but I don't know, like Yoda's like more tight story here and like little mini arcs. Um, it was a great little capstone to that whole part. Yeah, I think so. You get to see the guy who's been the teacher this whole time. Uh, you get to see him kind of relearn some of those things that he has been teaching throughout his life, but also things that he's going to have to soon teach again to Luke um, and to, to see him experience. That's been pretty cool. And, you know, 
on your previous point about what you leaving you loving to see multi-generational things we got an artiste of the high republic we got to see keith tannis there yeah we did i did not expect that i also no. did not i also did not expect the uh the page with yaddle um from the tales series mm-hmm. um broke me to my core but yeah getting getting that whole interaction uh and and seeing through the whole series, we've seen Obi-Wan kind of pester Yoda. Like, when are you going to talk to me? It's time to talk to me. Yeah, well, <laughs> um, face your it, trauma. Yep, yep. And so to get that and and see the relationship that's soon to be in Return of the Jedi uh, is, is really cool. Exactly. One other thing I really wanted to bring up, if, even if it's a little gross, is like, you know, when, you, when Count Dooku's like ghost appeared and like what started attacking him, he didn't have hands. Like his yeah. arms were chopped off. Like that was, that was such a, like a great thing because I always forget that, oh yeah, he also was you know, d- 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 defeated, like d- disarmed by uh, Anakin right before he died. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they like, also oh, gave yeah. him, uh, they also gave him uh, like vampire teeth kind of looking mm-hmm. or whatever. And I was like, this is, this is, this is a bad dude. <laughs> and, exactly. and using, using the force to use his lightsaber, like, oh man. Crazy. It was a, uh, it was a great, almost uh, a fever dream sort of uh, issue here. So, uh, though, that was uh, one thing coming to the end. So we do have a couple issues coming up in the next week. So when we do our next episode, it'll probably be about one of these ones here, which might be uh, either the Return of the Jedi tie-in, which is the Max Rebo one. Have you uh, are, have you been keeping up with these like Return of the Jedi one-shots here? Yeah, I have. Um, I'm trying to remember the ones that have come out so far, but I, I've been enjoying them. I mean, we're, we're in Return of the Jedi fever right now, especially mm-hmm. with the... Uh, we just got all the new... Um, uh from a certain 40, point of view. 40 yeah 40 chapters from uh from a certain point of view of the, the short stories we finally got all those titled and max rebo is going to get his own story there too mm-hmm. so uh it's a good time to be max man he's got a gig i hear I, exactly you know you know, he survived one big fiery explosion that means he might survive the other one in a uh, book of boba fett so probably <laughs> probably absolutely can't keep a good man down we also have star wars uh, 37 which will be a start of a new arc which is supposedly well, not supposedly. It apparently it is the like direct sequel to my beloved Lando series. So, yeah, dude, I, um, how do you feel about that? Yeah, it, it was like it's like waking up and forgetting it's your birthday, and then realize and then being surprised. <laughs> okay, it's like oh, I had no idea this was even coming. Like I didn't expect this. I always thought like no, he's just you know doing all his uh, rest of his uh you know tying ins with the rest of it and just like the Star Wars series. But now we're going to get like a dedicated series. Man, I'm over the moon. I am super excited here. Good. I know so. I know a bunch of us as soon as they announced that that it was a direct continuation, I know a bunch of us were like, I, hey, I, I, I got I got a ton of tags. Yes. Like once that <laughs> dropped, I was like tagged by like two or three different people here. Um and then you know the week after that we'll have the uh Darth Vader 37. So continuing that arc here. I've haven't kept up with Darth Vader. So, you know, I can't really, uh, you know, play uh, uh, Jacob here and, and try to poo-poo it too much, but, you know, <laughs> it'll be uh, tied into Dark Droids. So, random question. Do you think uh, he'll try to get overwhelmed by the uh, droid AI, like through his cybernetics, through his robotics? Probably. The one thing that makes me think no is one, we've, we've seen that happen so many times mm-hmm. already with Darth Vader. And then two, I don't feel like there's really much in his, like his internal course, like his brain is mm-hmm. not droid. His, yeah. Like um, it's all just mechanics. So yeah. yeah. That so, might, that probably won't stop him though. Who knows? You that's know. true. You know, there's been worse things. So I think that kind of brings us to a close. Timothy, anything else you want to touch on comics wise before we start uh, closing this out? 
No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Thanks for having me on, man. It's always good to to talk to you and to oh, talk yeah. comics. And uh, oh, yeah, yeah well, any anytime y'all want me, I'm here. Yeah. Well, who knows? We'll, we might be calling you in more and more than you think. <laughs> so uh, that will do it for this episode of The Cosmic Force. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the show right here on YouTube, where you can watch us every other Wednesday. We also encourage you to subscribe to our audio version on whatever podcast podcast platform you listen to you can also follow us on twitter and tweet at the show or is it z at the show is it z officially now uh sure <laughs> you can you can tweet slash z at the show at the cosmic force show and stay informed about star wars comics and happenings you know follow the host individually i'm at caleb lamanac timothy what's your handle again uh at tc guthrie two at TC Guthrie 2 for reviews, articles, and news for the rest of the wide galaxy Star Wars content, be sure to visit utini.com. And again, you know, we'll, we did it. We spent an entire five minutes talking about it, but we'll do it again. YouTube.com or utini.com slash discord just to uh, hang out. And then patreon.com slash utini for just as little as $5 a month. You can be uh, get access to all our special shows. And speaking of uh, Patreon, I want to especially thank Brian Dooley, Earl Q, Carl Sander, Zach W, Michael Fry, and Raymond Berneski on our Jedi High Council, uh, as well as James T, Ashley Ingalls, Colton Fife, and Chris Kerr Carzaro on our Alliance High Command for your amazing and continued supports. Thank you again for Timothy for joining me for this special episode, and special thanks to all our listeners joining us. We truly appreciate you. See everyone in just two weeks, and may the Force be with you all.